jumper on the way. Good! Tyus Battle nails the three. Dungey leaps and into the end zone for Dungey. A touchdown. If that's not on every highlight show tonight, then I, I don't know who's watching. Powered Slovakian. Screen pass here. He'll get one. And he stays alive, but he's got room to the 10. One man to beat. He'll do it. Touchdown, Syracuse. And for Syracuse, party time. The upset pulled by the Orange. They defeat Clemson 27 to 24. The penetration. Step back. Oh, a pressure bucket for Tyus Battle. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg, powered by Drivers Village and Hummel's Office Plus. Welcome in and welcome aboard to a Thursday edition of Orange Nation here on ESPN Radio 97.7 and 100.1. Coming to you on ESPN Syracuse.com, the ESPN app, the many ways to listen to the show. Maybe you're listening on our podcast like seven hours from now or something. It's noon Eastern now. Seth Goldberg, Stephen Fonte with you here uh, in our ESPN radio studios. Uh, thanks for joining us. However you are listening, we'll have Stephen Bailey joining us in about 25, 30 minutes uh, from Syracuse.com and the Post Standard to talk about the SU football schedule, to talk about some of the guys who have transferred out of the SU program and and maybe uh, see if there's any Syracuse uh, transfer targets coming in to replace some of those guys. So we'll get to that in about half an hour from now. Uh, Steve, why don't we start with the Syracuse football schedule? Because that that dropped right after we got off the air last night. The ACC announcing their fall schedule, so we know who Syracuse is going. We know uh, when and where Syracuse will be playing their opponents now. We already knew the who, um, and we had looked at the schedule, and we looked at the the who for a while and said, you know what, that schedule seems pretty favorable. That seems pretty nice. It lines up nicely. Um, and I, I don't think, at least this was my first impression, I, I, I haven't changed my mind off of that, you know, with the schedule being released. I think it still lines up fairly nicely. I think it lines up to get a, a good start, even with that Clemson game stuck in the middle of your four non-conference games. Um, and, and you get two buys. They're put at some pretty decent times in the schedule for Syracuse. Everything feels spaced out nicely. I, I, I think that if you're a Syracuse fan, you'll like what you see. Yeah, and and I think that the, the way that it shakes out, Seth, I think a, a couple of things. Number one, you open the year with a couple of games you should win, and you close the game with a couple of games that you should win. Um, you know, you look at, we knew how the, the season was going to begin, on the road at, at Liberty and, and on the road at Maryland. It closes on the road at Duke on the road at Louisville, home against Wake Forest. So BC's not that normal Thanksgiving weekend matchup. Uh, BC's moved to the beginning of November. But you close you know, the month of November with three games you probably should win. At Duke, at Louisville, home against Wake Forest. And I say Duke's a game you should win. They're losing their starting quarterback, and I know Syracuse is as well. That's a team that went 3-5 and five last year in the ACC. And, and they're going to have to replace their starting quarterback. Um, you know, we know what, what Louisville dealt with uh, this past year, and, and they've got a rebuild job going on there uh, with some talent in the program, but a, a new coach and a rebuild job nonetheless. And, and, and Wake is Wake. And the Syracuse program is ahead of where Wake Forest is right now and should continue to stay there. So I think you open the season with two games you should win. You close the game with three games that you should win. That's, that's five right there. Okay? See what you can do in the middle. See what you and, can do in the middle. And look, 
uh, Holy Cross and Western Michigan are in your building. Right. Like, you should, uh, you know, that that's another one that in theory you should win. You, right. Two, that you should win. So, yeah, this schedule to me shapes up fairly nicely for Syracuse. Um, I, I think that where the two buys are, and I, I really like this, I, it wasn't one of the first things that I noticed, uh, but there's that NC State game on a Thursday. And I hate football on Thursday nights just in general. I think that it's really unfair to the players. I think that when you preach player safety and you also put Thursday night games on, um, you're contradicting yourself. However, the ACC gave both Syracuse and NC State a bye the week before. So it works. And and I think that that is something that you look at and say, wow, that is fantastic. We get a bye week heading into a Thursday night game. Coming off a Thursday night game, we get a long weekend leading into our next game. So it feels like you almost get two buy, you know, two semi buys back to back. And I think that that will help. Your your next one comes later in the year before that home stretch that you mentioned of at Duke at Louisville versus Wake Forest at home. Um, you know things seem to line up well for you that that you should be able to follow up what was a great season with another really good year. Um, you know we talked about a lot last year. Well, Boston College, Pittsburgh, Wake Forest—they're all on the road. All right, now they're all at home. So. Can you manage to, you know, beat all of them at home this year? You you nearly swept those three last year. Can you beat them all in your home building? Florida State on the road. We know Florida State struggled this year with the transition from Willie Taggart, but they showed signs of improving at the end of the year. So are they better next year? What is that game going to look like? You mentioned the Duke as a, as a game that that we could eat pencil in early for a win, and and I agree with you. They're a team that struggled in the ACC and they lose their quarterback. Louisville, I think, is still going to be a mess. Uh, late next season. They'll be better at the end of the year than they are at the beginning, but I still think they'll be a mess. You know, it it seems like things line up nicely for Syracuse going into the season. And again, the first thing that caught my attention, because I was really looking for it, was that Clemson game. I love that it's week three. I love that it's the home opener, that it's the ACC opener, that it's it's an early season game. Like, I, I think that that will be a very fun atmosphere uh, in the dome that day, I do want to get to you know the schedule top to bottom here in a moment. But since you brought up the Clemson game, uh, let's talk about the Clemson game because I know there there were a lot of fans that wanted this to be Week Three and felt like that was the ideal spot. And, and I kind of go back and forth on it because let's not forget how can you forget they just won the national title, they went undefeated, and sure. and they've got Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. And let's not forget, and again, how can you forget that Eric Dungy is gone and Tommy DeVito is now going to be your starting quarterback? And I get the argument that, well, it's early in the year and you'll be healthy and both teams will be 2-0 and theoretically. And, you know, college game day, there's a good chance that, that ESPN is going to make this, you know, the game of the week uh, in college football. I, I get all that, that, that it's week three and there's not going to be a lot of other big games going on around the country and, and you have the focus. However, the fact that Trevor Lawrence is back and and that team is coming off a national title. They are going to be ahead of where Syracuse is. I don't, I don't think there's any question yes, about that. Because even though Tommy DeVito is his third year in the program, and even though Tommy DeVito saw action this year and saw some significant action, I mean, the, obviously the North Carolina game, uh, the Notre Dame game, he played in some big games. He has not started a big game. And you're talking about him coming in. He's going to make his first career start against Liberty He's going to go on the road, and make his first, you know, big, you know, road game type atmosphere uh, the following week against Maryland, and then he's going to come home and and he's going to be dealing with, you know, the the monster that is the, the Clemson Tigers. So I get the fact that SU again theoretically is healthy at that point. However, if it's me, I want that a few weeks later. I want Tommy DeVito to have his feet wet, have you know, sea legs, whatever cliche it. you want to use. 
And and then maybe that's you know where the NC State game is, where you're coming off a bye. It's, what is that, the sixth game of the season. And again, we're nitpicking here. But it, for me, an ideal situation is you know week six off the bye, opposed to week three. It's your first big game with Tommy I, DeVito, look, the quarterback. I, I get it. I understand that. Um, I, I didn't necessarily say I want that game in that spot. I was looking at it and said that game makes all the sense in the world for it to be in that spot. Because I, I, I figured the ACC was going to want a marquee matchup early. And as crazy as it sounds, given what Syracuse had been over the last 18 years, 15, 18 years, like that, that is a marquee matchup right now. Clemson and Syracuse, given the last two years, given that the last time Clemson was in the dome, they won, Syracuse won, given that they're coming off the national title. So that is a marquee matchup for, for the ACC next year. So I think that that was something I looked at and said, all right, they want that to be a, a showcase game. And there's no better way to make it a showcase game than to put it early. Because if you put that game too late in the year, then there are other big games that come up or one of the teams falls off and isn't quite as good as you think. And and then that's not a showcase. That's not a marquee event. So I, I think that that is why that game was put when it was. I, I understand both sides of this thing. I really do. Because you want that early if you're Syracuse because you're healthy. And you want that early if you're, you know, you... you you want it late if you're Syracuse because you want Clemson to maybe get nicked up uh, or something along the way. I think that a really underrated aspect of this, and I, I this is going to sound conspiracy theory sounding, I promise, but I think a big aspect of this is this very well could be the biggest game on Clemson's schedule next year. Right, this could I think be, it is. This could be the the toughest. They've got Texas A and M, and of course they're going to play Florida State. But okay, yes, but, I, but I, would, my, I would agree with but that. But my point being, this could be the toughest game for Clemson this year, having to go to Syracuse, having to come to the Carrier Dome. Now, if you're the ACC and you want to maximize you protect Clemson, your, and you want to maximize your potential to go to the college football playoff. You want that game early, don't you? That is a conspiracy you want, theory. You want that game, and and again, I know it sounds conspiracy theory. Like I, I do, I understand that, but but like that is something that you do have to think about. If you look at the ACC top to bottom, how many realistic chances do you have at getting a team into the college football playoff next year? One. It, it, <laughs> yes, exactly, and you have one. So, you know what I'm going to do with that one team? Protect that I'm one gonna, team. I'm going to protect them. And, no, and and it's not even protecting them because they still have to come here to a place that they lost last time and to a team that gave them a really tough game. So it's it's not even protecting them. It's giving them the ability to use the next nine games on their schedule to make up for it and make people forget. Because if you lose week three, fine, whatever. Things happen. If you lose that game and it's week 10... You might be in more trouble. It's a fair point. And, and like it's again, it's a weird thought to have, but that was one of my thoughts when saying, hey, this game, week three, makes a whole lot of sense. I, I I'll say this though, Seth. If if they lose to Syracuse week three Then Syracuse has well, the inside I was track. Gonna at say, it. As, as crazy as this sounds, <laughs> there's no guarantee Clemson makes it to the ACC title game. Right. Because then Syracuse would have the tiebreaker. They would essentially have a two game lead on Clemson. So they would have to lose and then lose somebody, you know, they'd have to lose two more games in order for Clemson to, to get into the ACC title game ahead of them. So, you know, the other thing to keep in mind, it might be 70 degrees that day, and it might be stifling inside the Dome, which could favor Syracuse. Sure. Because they're used to that, could. and, and you know, the we, we've seen it happen before. So let, let's see how it all shakes out. I guess my, right. my point is, is that I know a lot of people were rooting for that week three, for that to be the Clemson game. All I'm saying is I don't... 
I don't know as if there was an ideal time. Like no, Clemson is never, Clemson. There's never a perfect time to play them. So like it doesn't matter. So I was just kind of looking at all the th- the factors and saying, all right, what makes sense? It would be cool to get and game was, day here, right? And I, and I think that that factors in too. And you know maybe that factors in more if you're Syracuse. And and look, let's let's just say you know I I don't think that it's crazy to say that schools can at least lobby for certain games at certain times and and at least request certain games oh, and at I certain don't know, times. Maybe, maybe the athletic director knows a person or two at that network. Well, well that he no, could... but I, I was going to say within the ACC. Where oh, you, can, you can at least say, hey, like, we, we might like this game to be on this day. Like, like let's not be too foolish and think that things like that don't of happen. Course, of so, course. So and I the think ACC if, works closely with ESPN. Right. And, and so I think that if you're looking at it, that's a prime opportunity for that to happen. It makes and, a ton of sense. It does. You, right. And if, if you're Syracuse and you want to maximize exposure... You wanna you wanna be undefeated when Clemson comes to town. You wanna be undefeated when you play Clemson. So it was week three or maybe like week five or you know and and you throw a, a Boston College or, or a Pittsburgh in the dome against you, and and you try and find a way to be undefeated when you get Clemson in uh, to play that game so that you can get a college game day to come. Because as much as mo- some people and I don't think that this is a majority of Syracuse fans, I really don't. As much as some people might poo-poo the idea of college game day mattering and being a big deal, it is a big deal because it's a college football show of record. And if they're at your school, well, then every time they come back, you're seeing the Hall of Languages and Carnegie Library and, and our radio set up right in front of it. And, and you know, you're seeing uh, the, the Carrier Dome and Newhouse and, and all these different things. Like, that stuff does matter because then they pump up your school and your program. I say this all the time, Seth. You, you know this because we've been doing the show together for a while now. Especially in recruiting, perception is reality. Perception is reality, especially in recruiting. And if the, the perception out there is that Syracuse is back on the national landscape and a national power once again. And that's in the, the midst, reality Then that is the reality. And if you are the featured game on college game day, you know, week three of the season, and you're taking on the defending national champs, and everybody brings up, you know, this is the site of Clemson's last regular season loss, October 13th, 2017. Syracuse is the last one to do it. You know, Bama beat them, but Syracuse is the last one to do it in the regular season. It happened in this spot two years ago. The perception is is that Syracuse is a big boy. Syracuse is one of the, you know, one of the giants in the ACC, and that can only help recruiting. So, and I then, think it, I think it's a huge deal if and, they if that game were to be featured by College Game Day. And Steve and, and I agree with you. And, and Steve, for for us in Syracuse, think about it this way. And and I know that we were talking about this two plus years ago after the Syracuse uh, upset of Clemson. But given what happened last year, you're now talking about that game as a true focal point. You you really are. You know, I know that we talked about it. In the week after that Clemson game, of all right, is this Nebraska? Is it is this the same concept of it? And since they followed that up, uh, yeah, with no wins the rest of the year, but they followed it up with a ten win season just the very next year. Like, yeah, there's a very real possibility that that is. And so, you know what happens on College Game Day? They're smart. They know their history. Oh, and their producer happens to be a Syracuse grad, which won't hurt. But you you then do the piece on hey they beat Nebraska in '84 then they did this two years later and hey they beat Clemson then they did like things like that happen and to your point perception is reality you're pumping up this program and making it bigger and better and 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 stronger and a stronger brand like I I think that if you're Syracuse you wanted to do everything you could to put that game in a good position 
to be the college game day game. Now, is there any guarantee that it, that that happens? No, of course there isn't. Something could happen in the first two weeks. Syracuse could lose to Liberty. Trevor Lawrence could get hurt. Like something can happen in those first two weeks that would make it so that that doesn't happen. But I would imagine that it, that today on January seventeenth, I would imagine that that game is the front runner. I, I buy it from an entertainment perspective. The the part that I'm I'm having trouble with is whether or not I buy it from SU has the best chance to win that particular week, opposed to if it, if it was week six after a bye sure. or so on and so forth. And again, Clemson is Clemson. I'm not sure there was a good time to play them, um, but that's my biggest concern with that game is that, man, that's a lot to ask Tommy DeVito for his you know first big start of his career. Okay, you know, go knock off the the defending national champs. That's all I'm saying. I know we got to take a timeout. I do want to get back to the the schedule from from top to bottom when we return. Yeah, uh, but me, that's all I'm saying about the Clemson let, game. Let me be honest. I I just want to see Lee Corso put the auto costume on. <laughs> like I I don't care where it happens or when. Like I just want to see Lee Corso wear the auto helmet. He can't. Ha- he can't so, pick Syracuse, <laughs> can he? I don't know, but I just want to see it. So like, let's get that in the next couple of years at least. Like if it's not now, like all just right. the next couple of years, right? Fair enough. So that that, that can happen. Uh, as Steve said, we do have to take a timeout. Let's run through the schedule quick when we come back. We've got Stephen Bailey in about 12 minutes coming up on ESPN Radio. Live from Armory Square. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Back here on Orange Nation, we're brought to you by the Bill Rapp Superstore on the corner of Thompson and Burnett in Syracuse or online at Bill Rapp. DHing again today. You notice I, I, I sat here and I, I noticed, oh, I need to do the Bill Rap, and I didn't have my, my book in front of me. It's different. It's switching just, roles. It's I didn't different. have my book in front of me. I, I just knew it. I just, I've just i I've heard it enough times. I just know exactly what to say. I appreciate doing the heavy lifting <laughs> again today. Yeah, of course. We got Stephen Bailey coming up in about six minutes here on the show. Uh, but we're talking SU football. Feel free to call in 315-437-7644 or on Twitter. Uh, at Stephen Fonte, NC9, at Seth Goldberg, 17, at ESPN Syracuse to get some thoughts in. Uh, Steve, you had mentioned in the break, and we talked about this very briefly in the first part of the show, where the buys are slotted and, and where this schedule, how this schedule lays out. Um, I had said I think it, it is very favorable given that one buy is before a Thursday night game and the other one is before what you said is a, is a winnable end of the year of Duke, Louisville, and Wake Forest. This schedule seems to be pretty friendly to Syracuse. Yeah, I think the buys both come at a great time. And, you know, normally we'll see, you know, Dino Babers will say, you know, we divide the, the season up into into thirds. You know, the, the the first third is the first four games, then the next four games, and the, and the third, four you know, four-game stretch uh, to close out the year. You know, this year it's it's broken up. you got five before the first bye week, then you've got three in the middle, uh, and then uh, I, I take that back four in the middle and then and then three to close out the year after the bye week. You know, you've got the bye week before the Thursday night game. I think more importantly, though, you've got the bye week before NC State. Um, and, and preparing for the show today, I came across a, a post from from Mike McAllister, a good friend from CuseNation.com, and, and he ranked the games one through 12 on the schedule in terms of, you know, most difficult to least difficult. And obviously Clemson is the most difficult. He's got NC State as the second most difficult game on the schedule. And and I think I agree with him. Uh, you know, the fact that that's a, that's a road game. Uh, NC State, you know, certainly was better than Florida State this year. Florida State's got a lot of talent, so we'll see if they can get their act together and, and put it together next year. Um, he's got Florida State's the third hardest game. So I, you could flip-flop those. 
But I, I agree with him. I, I think NC State is the second most ga- difficult game on the schedule. The fact that it's on the road, you've got a bye week going into that one, into the Thursday night game. And that's that three-game stretch in the middle of the season, it's the toughest stretch of the season. You're at NC State, you're home against Pittsburgh, who always, pl- always plays you tough, and then you're on the road in Tallahassee at Florida State. So you've got a bye week to gear up for that, and then you've got another bye week you know, to gear up for the for the final stretch run with, as we pointed out, it's it involves three games that you probably should win at Duke, at Louisville, and Wake Forest. And and you could go into the NC State game, you know, theoretically healthy. Not only do you have the bye week, you've got Holy Cross the week before. Exactly. Which, you should you know, win. That's, that's a quasi-bye week. And, and, so West, you, and Western Michigan on your home field shouldn't be overly challenging. Right, but I, I'm saying, like, you could, I, and I know you got to prepare for every opponent, but you could put some things in, you know, start looking ahead to some degree to NC State, if not that week, you know, certainly right. early the next week. You've got extra time to prepare for NC State is the point. Um, you know, it's not like you're playing Clemson and then you go into the bye week and you lick your wounds and then you come back and you got NC State. It's Holy Cross. So you've got a chance, really, at at two quasi bye weeks leading up to the NC State game. Um, so I, I think it's it's important to point that out because yes, I think this is a favorable schedule. You're going to have to play Clemson at some time, no matter when you play them. It's going to be an, an awfully tough challenge. Um, but you've got you know you got a bye week before NC State. So I, I think this schedule shapes up very favorably for the Orange. Can I ask a really stupid question? Sure. How would be the first time? No, it wouldn't. How? Where are we getting the extra week from? The season starts the same time and ends the same time. Where are we getting the extra week from? Uh, well, <laughs> this season, year, the this season year it ended, still, it, ended, it, ended, it ended uh, November 24th this year. Next season was, it's ending November that, 30th. But, but that was the week after Thanksgiving. The regular season ended the weekend after Thanksgiving. And the regular season this year ends the weekend after Thanksgiving. It, but it's just so, it's just so where it's we, just where Thanksgiving falls because last year the opener was on August thirty first. This year the opener's on August thirty first. The last game is a week right. later on the calendar. But it's it's just like it's just the way it's, it's just the way Thanksgiving falls. I'm I'm just, I'm just confused. I'm I'm just very confused at, at how we've managed to pick up an extra weekend here in 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 you know between the two holidays because college football is the Labor Day to Thanksgiving season, right? Like that's that's what you think of college football. And we've managed to squeeze an extra week into the Labor Day to Are you complaining? No, I don't know where it came from. I'm confused. Yeah, Thanksgiving this year's the twenty eighth. Like in twenty nineteen. Because the first day of the month is a Friday. And and last year it was the twenty second. So that that's why. I mean it's last year the first day of the month was a Thursday. This year it's Friday, so it's There you go. Yeah, I it's guess, just the way Thanksgiving right? falls. So I don't complain. I, I was, I'm not. I'm not. I was just very confused as I, as I looked at the schedule, and I was like, wait, there's two bye weeks, but it's still the weekend after Thanksgiving. That doesn't make sense. Um, one note, one last note that I do have on this before we you know, get to Stephen. Um, the, the Wake Forest at the end of the year thing is weird to me. The Wake Th- Forest uh, Thanksgiving weekend, um, not that it's a, a traditional game to play Boston College, but five of the first six years you were in the ACC, that opponent was Boston College, and... And I, I would think that, you know, to to make that a thing, you kind of want to keep that going. It seems like Dino Babers liked having a steady opponent at the end of the year. Um, you know, Dino, I think, has kind of made mention that, you know, hey, Boston College is that school that you're, you know, should be building something with. That that should be the rivalry game. Um, and, and to me, it felt a little odd that they moved it off of Thanksgiving Moving it, it off at Thanksgiving, give them Wake Forest, right? And right, didn't give them Pittsburgh or, or somebody else that you could you know find comparable like that. That weekend is is so typically in college football rivalry weekend. Whether it's 
uh, Michigan, Michigan, uh, Ohio State, Michigan, whether it's Alabama, uh, Auburn, uh, you know, Clemson plays a rivalry game. Florida State plays Florida that weekend. Like ev- everybody's playing a rivalry Clemson game. Clemson usually plays South Carolina. South Carolina, yeah. yeah. They, everybody's playing a rivalry game. I think it's Duke, UNC also. Like everybody plays a rivalry game. Um, and so typically that's how they schedule. But and, and Boston College had been that team for Syracuse. Moving it off was weird to me. And and the first thing I looked at was was the uh, the Clemson game. And then I, and then I, you know, as I was rolling through, that was actually the second thing I noticed on the schedule was, hey, that that Boston College game isn't there. Syracuse Wake Forest doesn't do anything for you. No, not really. I will say the the last time that Syracuse didn't have Pittsburgh as the last game of the schedule, it was that crazy Pittsburgh game, or the, when they didn't have Boston College, it was that crazy Pittsburgh game. So if we get that, I'm cool. Seventy six sixty one. Yeah, if we get that, then I'm cool with it. Yeah, I I don't know why they would move it because you know J- Dino Baber seems to be pushing for for that to be the rival as, as you pointed out. Um, I think both schools look at the other as as a rival. So yeah, odd that the ACC would move it. Um, but in, in the grand scheme of things, you got to play all the games at some point. So right. the you fact that it's look, a month earlier, look, I, I don't you, think it matters. No, it doesn't. Uh, you've got to play all the games, and realistically, this is a really really complicated puzzle. I, I mean, they, like that. You can't just say, hey, just swap Boston College and Wake Forest on the schedule because then it messes with those two schedules, and, and it's it's just such a mess. Um, so I understand that, that there are factors that go into it. I was just surprised that that wasn't one of the days that was kind of uh, you know locked in on Syracuse and Boston College's schedule. I wonder if BC had like several road games before it. I don't have BC's schedule in front of me. Yeah, I'll... Uh... We Give can, me a second we can, here as, we, I, as I stall and pull it up. Why don't we get the phones while I while I stall for this? Uh, we got John in Syracuse on the line. John, you're first up today. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, you were talking about tough road games next year for the football team. Yeah, and uh, I wouldn't overlook the University of Maryland because they may have the best hand three tandem of running backs in the country. Uh, two of them, Anthony McFarland and Tavon Davis, were both freshmen last year. And Anthony McFarland was the third-rated running back in the entire country coming out of Hyattsville, Maryland, last year at the Matha. And he ran for over 250 yards against Ohio State. I watched Maryland play a lot last year. And they are loaded. And that is not going to be an easy job to beat them down there to have a shot at game day. Yeah, and and that's a good point, John. I will say this. They've got a new coaching staff. Which you know that's that's game two um, of of what they're trying to accomplish down there, and they didn't get Jalen Hurts. We we learned that yesterday. He's going to Oklahoma. He was given a long hard look at Alabama, but he decided to go to Oklahoma. Um, so yeah, I mean, good point. They've got talent. They're in the Big Ten. You know, it's a team that can certainly run the football. I think it's going to be difficult to to get the job done that early. Uh, with a new coaching staff in there, you know, given what what Dino's got rolling here as he enters year four, I would also say that I I do think last year uh, they played above their skis. I, I think that they were playing for something last year. I think that there was a, a big factor of like, hey, we gotta we gotta go out there and prove it. We gotta go out there and play for for a for a united front and a united cause. Um, and so I do think that they played better last year than they really were. Like I, I don't think that was the talent of a five and seven team. And so now you're going to bring in a coach who, let's be honest, uh, has struggled uh, as a head coach in the college ranks. He had a good run at, at Alabama, maybe, uh, as the offensive coordinator, but he struggled as a head coach. So let's let's see how that goes. But yeah, uh, that'll be a more challenging game than your typical you know, early season uh, trip uh, 
you know, to to a, a road non-conference game. It's going to be a much dif- more difficult task uh, than Liberty, that's for sure. Uh, just to point out the uh, the schedule for Boston College, they go on the road to Clemson on October 26th, then they get their bye week, Syracuse on the 2nd uh, up here, Florida State on the 9th, Notre Dame at Notre Dame on the 23rd, and Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh on the 30th. So it's not because they had... No, they like just three straight it. road games. They just well, and, and this gets back to something that we had said earlier. Maybe, maybe, and and you don't know this. Maybe one or both schools had been pushing hard in the ACC office for a different game. Maybe to be put on a different date, and that for that reason they were like, "Hey, we'll we'll help you out here, but we can't help you out there." Uh, Maryland, by the way, opens up with Howard, so the Syracuse game will be the first Real legit game. game. I, I just I think that's a that's a tall order. To, to try to knock off Syracuse with a new coaching staff and new quarterback and, and so on and so forth. But we'll we'll see. Let's take a timeout. We got Stephen Bailey coming up next here on Orange Nation.